where it started. Hello, this is Paul Derringer. And this is Laura Derringer. This is Alton Derringer. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Where we take you, the listener, on a journey. A musical journey. Listeners, in this episode, we will introduce you to a band on the rise. Yeah, we think this band is really outstanding, and we discovered that we have a little bit in common with them. You may have already heard of them, but in case you haven't, let us introduce you to Aaron and the Wildfire. We had originally intended to feature Aaron and the Wildfire in our post-episode bonus segment for this episode, but we have been so impressed by them that we decided to make Aaron and the Wildfire our artist spotlight. The band's front woman is powerhouse vocalist Aaron Lunsford. She clearly has some pipes, too. Oh, yeah. And listeners, do we have a treat for you? Hey, listeners of Derringer Discoveries. This is Aaron Lunsford of Aaron and the Wildfire from Richmond, Virginia, USA. And this is an exclusive interview with Derringer Discoveries. Did you hear that, guys? We have an exclusive interview with Aaron Lunsford of Aaron and the Wildfire. Need I say more? That is huge. And because this is a Derringer Discoveries Rising Star episode, I can promise you, listeners, no one in this episode will jump the shark or cross the Rubicon. Crossing the Rubicon is reaching the point of no return. Before we go on our deep dive with Aaron, let's see if we have any listener feedback. Derringer Discoveries listener feedback. Paul, what's the verdict? Our regular listener, DC, hello DC, from Kentucky, he wrote to say that he enjoyed episode 30, Will Credence Reunite? And he noted that he was not aware of the 1993 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snub. He said that was interesting information, and he was so glad that we told him about it. See, there we go again, making the world a better place. (laughs) One listener at a time. We've also heard from Rose in Ithaca, New York. Hello, Rose. And Chanel in South Africa. And we're going to give them a proper shout out in a future episode. But now I am super excited to share our interview with Aaron. So let's dive in. Aaron Lunsford grew up in southwestern Virginia in a little town called Castle. If you look for it on a map, well, you'll find it just outside of Roanoke, Virginia. Well, some of our listeners may have to look on the map to find Roanoke, too. Hey, I live in Roanoke. (laughs) Hey, don't get me wrong. Roanoke (laughs) is a cool city. I used to live there. I was there about 20 years before I moved to Charlottesville. And, you know, I was really surprised to find out that Aaron grew up in the very same county that I lived in prior to moving. During our interview with Aaron, I found out she and both of my kids even attended the same high school. So shout out to Elena and Zach. 
We also found out that Aaron's mother is a music teacher and a performing artist. Shout out to my mom. She's still in Fincastle and taught me everything I know about music. She's a guitarist and a guitar teacher. She has a studio there and she's a vocalist. And we used to play together from when I was age 13 on. We were playing gigs together all through high school. She helped me get my start and has been an amazing coach throughout. So shouts out to mom. Paul, I found out the name of Aaron's mother's guitar studio, and since you're a fan of the Karate Kid movies and that popular Netflix show by the same name, you're going to love her studio's name. What's her studio's name? It's Guitar Dojo. Wax on, wax off. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's great. Love it. Uh, That's a great name, (laughs) Guitar Dojo. Uh, And it must be a reference to the Karate Kid somehow, right? I would think, but probably the original one because she has been in business for many, many years around the Roanoke area. All right. Well, Alton, you've disclosed something that many of our listeners do not know about me, that I watched the Karate Kid on Netflix. Uh, I don't know if that will come back to haunt me, but it is one of my favorites. And if any dojo will let Paul in, it's the Guitar Dojo. (laughs) It would be the Guitar Dojo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe the only one that would let him in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we asked Erin when she moved away from Botetourt County in southwest Virginia. Well, I never left it in my heart, but I moved away in 2008 when I went to UVA. In case some of our listeners don't know, UVA, also known as the University of Virginia, is located right here in Charlottesville, Virginia, the home of Derringer Discoveries. Um, UVA's been here since 1819, Paul. Shouldn't we say that Derringer Discoveries is based in Charlottesville, the home of UVA? Let's see. I, I kind of like the way I said it better. Yeah, tomato, tomato. Come on. Come on, out. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> the home of Derringer Discoveries. There you go. I'll go with that. And there was much rejoicing. It was while she was at UVA that Erin met her future bandmates. In 2011, when she was president of O Records, a student recording group, she met what would become the Wildfire. The Wildfire is comprised of me and then four of my very best friends. We went to college together at UVA and stayed together. This is our 10th year. 2022 fall will be year 11, which is crazy. But I've got my buddy Ryan Lips on guitar. Um, He does background vocals as well. Matt Wood plays bass. And he's the heartbeat of the band. And then Nick Quillen is on drums and he's also an incredible vocalist. So he does background vocals like higher than, than me. And then our newest addition in the last couple years is Stephen Roach on keys. And he's just brought some wonderful vibrancy to the band. He's a great writer and he's just gelled with us a ton. So loving our lineup right now. It's, it's really fun to play with these guys. The band is now based out of Richmond, Virginia, but can be found touring the East Coast from New York to Florida. Aaron and the Wildfire's music runs the gamut of 60s soul, 70s disco funk and R&B, 80s indie pop, and even some 90s rock. Their music has been gaining lots of traction in recent years. And the group has played multiple times at some really well-known festivals, too. These festivals are some of the largest on the East Coast, including Rooster Walk, Floyd Fest. We've played Floyd Fest four times, or is it just three? I've been more times than I've actually performed. My manager's holding up three fingers. Must be three times. 
I love Floyd Fest. It's so magical. And uh, every time we've played has been so much fun. Love that festival. It's great. And the group has played Lockin Festival. Yeah, the first time was in 2014. We actually played a Battle of the Bands and really duked it out with some other incredible local acts. And then we were fortunate enough to go on to play the main stage that year. And then also in 2018, they asked us to come back as like a local showcase talent. And it was dreamy that the first year that we played, we, we were joking that we opened up for Tom Petty because he was later in the day. And for our listeners who enjoy National Public Radio's All Songs Considered, Aaron's solo entry for NPR's Tiny Desk Concert in 2018, a song called Don't Leave Me in the Dark, was a favorite among the judges. I knew a man and his name was King, but he was colorblind and he couldn't do anything. As was her 2019 entry called What the Fire is Made of. Aaron and the Wildfire have also shared NPR's Mountain Stage with many notable acts, one of which was Amy Helm. Yeah, Amy Helm, she's been on our charts. Listeners, you may remember that we highlighted Amy Helm's work in the band Olabel in our podcast episode, Olabel, Rediscovery and Revival. That was episode 27, right? That was episode 27. Good memory, Alton. We asked Erin if she knew Amy Helm well. I wish I knew her better. I had the honor of sharing the stage with her this past summer. So 2021, we played Mountain Stage in Charleston, West Virginia. And that was our first time playing Mountain Stage. It was lovely. But she was the, the big talent that night. And she's so incredible. We all did a song together at the end. So I got to sing alongside her and we talked and took pictures and I fangirled over her the whole time. It was really fun. <laughs> After the band's appearance at Floyd Fest in 2019, a reporter for Rolling Stone, Garrett Woodward, wrote, and I quote, The jam reached its peak when Aaron Lunsford of Aaron and the Wildfire howled into the heavens during country roads. He was there for this big jam that they have on Saturday night that features a lot of the, you know, the front people of the various bands get together. And I sang Country Roads, but I asked the band to do it up in like a crazy high key because I was really wanting to belt it out and have fun with it. So I changed it up and made it my own a little bit. But I think Garrett really appreciated it. Yeah, that was kind of serendipitous, but I was so honored. Erin's lyrics are really deeply personal. So many of her songs focus on body positivity and self-acceptance. She provides inspiration and hope to those who might be struggling with these issues. That's right, Laura. We at Derringer Discovery support and admire artists who are willing to get deeply personal and yet remain positive through it all. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we share our favorite songs by Erin and the Wildfire? Yeah, that'd be great. Count me in, guys. Let's do it. I guess luck had nothing to do with losing you, but it might be number five. Our fifth favorite song by Aaron and the Wildfire is Blame the Rain. Oh, you can't change the weather. You can't change the weather. But you can blame. You can blame. You can't blame the rain. 
Blame the Rain, that song is so precious to me. That song I wrote about us touring. That was when we really started to branch out. We were going up and down the East Coast a ton. I think I wrote that in particular about a trip to New York City because we were playing all indoor shows when you go up north, clubs and stuff like that. And uh, I was dealing with some weather difficulties back home. So that's kind of where the idea came from. We had some canceled shows because of rain. And then the verses are about us going up and down the East Coast, experiencing different things, kind of relying on our wits to get us through touring the first time. Dirge pick number four. Our pick number four is a cover song. It's a really great interpretation of the Bee Gees classic, Stayin' Alive, and I have to say I was never a fan of this song until I heard the Aaron and the Wildfire version. Well, you can't tell all the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. Music loud and women warm. I've been kicked around. Yeah, that was one of the first where we really did a deep dive trying to make that song our own, and it turned out so fun. That's the only cover we've ever recorded, so that one's really special to us. pick number three. Weeds or Wishes is our pick number three from the 2014 EP, Aaron and the Wildfire. I really like this song, guys. It shows off Aaron's vocal chops, and the chord progression that leads into the chorus reminds me a little bit of Soundgarden's Fell on Black Days. Wishes was one of the first songs we ever wrote as a group, but Ryan Lips is the one that came to practice one day with this really sultry, awesome guitar riff that we all just dug into immediately. Our pick number two is Alabaster from the 2017 album Thirst. Alabaster. This song is one of my first tries at a story song that has nothing to do with me. It's about a conniving romance situation where somebody gets murdered. It's kind of like a murder mystery ballad if you dig into the lyrics a little bit. And in the bridge, it's revealed that I set you up and I was going to be your alabaster alibi, but it was actually me who committed the crime. Listeners, it comes down to this. Our favorite song so far is How Many Birds from Aaron's solo album, 2020's The Damsel. I want to say that, listeners, this is one of my favorite songs. It's on a number of our playlist. How many birds fly south on their own? It's really what brought me to Aaron. I just love the song. It, it captures the moment, and it, it actually introduced me first to Aaron Lunsford, and then through Aaron Lunsford to her band, Aaron and the Wildfire. How Many Birds is one of my favorite personal songs. This one I wrote about being single for an eternity. And usually if I were doing this live, I would ask audience members to raise your hand if you've been single forever. 
But yeah, this is from this is the only one we've talked about so far that's from my solo record that I released in April of 2020. Brilliant timing. And this song is the first track from that record. I was actually I was working in Charlottesville at a jewelry store a few days a week and I would walk to and from work every day from the downtown mall. And I was walking home from work one day and I saw a tiny bird really, really high. I feel like oftentimes you see little birds in the trees they are kind of close by, but this was so far up and I could tell it was a little guy. And I was wondering to myself, do, do birds ever fly south by themselves? Do they migrate alone? How many birds fly south on their own? So that's where this, this story idea came from is I related it to my singleness at the time and I was loving writing songs about being in that state of mind and like thinking about solitude and kind of leaning into it in a good way. And we also want to mention a recent single, Ray of Sunshine, from Aaron and the Wildfire's upcoming album. Woohoo! Ray of Sunshine! <laughs> <laughs> I love this song. I wrote this song about my dad. This is absolutely a departure from our old sound. It's like more 80s, more pop. It's really fun and really uh, positive in the message. So we played it live for the first time this past October and uh, he was there and we both were kind of crying. <laughs> so I was like, this one's for you, dad. <laughs> so that song's really special to me. Yeah, Ray of Sunshine, it is a fantastic song, and I would think it kind of fits in with the 1980s sound. Alton, do you think that sounds about right? It's sort of a dance music, would you call it? Yeah, this is definitely a dance song that would have packed the dance floor. And their latest single, called Little Me, dropped February 22nd, 2022. Hey, hey, hey. that's a Tuesday, 2222. Little Me Little me would know all the boundaries as I broke them. Every puddle is an ocean. It's time to get in touch with my penis. Talking to some battles and my dreams. I wrote this song about little Aaron. So the idea of my younger self and how little judgment I placed on myself back then. I wasn't worried about my accomplishments or what I was wearing or what my body looked like. I was just trying to climb trees and swim and like get the most out of the daylight that I possibly could. So this song is about getting in touch with your inner child, trying to let go of all that judgment that we're placing on ourselves all the time. And um, it hits pretty hard. I really like this song. And what's Aaron's favorite part about playing music? Playing on stage and connecting with people is maybe my most enjoyed way of being Aaron in the Wildfire. Aaron also shared a little bit about their new album called Touchy Feely that's scheduled to release on April 1st, 2022. Yeah, I'd love for people to tune in to our upcoming album. It's more about other people and about our collective experience as humans. Um, like Little Me talks about overcoming judgments that we place on ourselves about our bodies and stuff like that. Little Me would never about my body or oh, what they call me 
And there are more songs in the album in that same vein, especially a song that we released as a single called Shape. It's all about body positivity. Everybody is a good body. Every size is a good size kind of thing. And I talk about that in our live shows. It's important to me for our audience space to feel inclusive and safe. And I hope that listeners feel that with this next album too. Well, guys, that wraps up our exclusive interview with Aaron Lunsford of Aaron and the Wildfire. Derringer Discoveries would like to thank David Mount, president of Mount Music and Entertainment, for arranging our interview with Aaron Lunsford. Thanks a lot, David. We appreciate it. We hope that you've enjoyed this Derringer Discoveries Rising Star episode. Let us know. Until next time, this is Paul. This is Alton. And this is Laura. If you enjoy what you hear, please like, share, and subscribe. Leave us a review and tell others about Derringer Discoveries. And don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at our website, www.derringerdiscoveries.com. As a reminder, you can listen to all the songs mentioned in this episode on the Derringer Discoveries playlist, Rising Star, Aaron and the Wildfire, only available on Spotify. Thank you for listening to Derringer Discoveries. In your sister's room. Now, I am super excited to share our interview with Aaron, so let's dive in. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That rip out. (laughs) Ripped in which way, Laura? Yeah. A good way. (laughs) We're definitely diving in. This is Paul quoting Alton, quoting Laura. Ta-da!